tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We go deep, homeboys. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Ah, uh, yeah, well, man. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Joining me as always, my good friend, my partner in crime, my good friend, the one and only Xavier Guerrero, XG in the place to be. What's up? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, lot of stuff going on here. Let's get into it. Go. We have shows coming up. We have sh- Hey. Uh, well, uh, Sloan, I can hear you. Uh-oh, sorry. Okay, I got to do some <laughs> business up front. Hold on. Uh, so uh, we got shows coming up this Tuesday. The, no, no, that's third... tomorrow. Tomorrow you got... Oh, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow, tonight... Tonight we are at we are in Indianapolis for the Tinfoil Hat Comedy Night. Myself, Eddie Bravo, we're gonna get XG out there. Didn't work out on this one. We promise it's gonna happen on all the rest. Myself, Eddie Bravo, some locals. We will be at the Heliums in Indianapolis. And then the following day, we are in St. Louis and we are at the St. Louis Heliums. Myself, Eddie Bravo, enjoying us. From the Conspiracy Farm, our good friend, Jeffrey Wilson. Those tickets are on sale. Go to samtriplee.com. Then that Tuesday, it is Absolute Extract presents Comedy Comedy Chaos Chaos. live at the Comedy Store. That's right. Absolute Extract, the number one CBD weed company in the world. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm going to say it. I'm saying it right now in your face. ABX.org, they are sponsoring Comedy Chaos right now. So if you want flour, you want uh, you want some vape pens, whatever else you want, ABX.org is there for you. And they are sponsoring the number one stand-up comedy show at the number one comedy club in the world, Cons- Comedy Chaos. That's right. We got Joey Diaz. We got uh, Brandon Shaw, Brian Callen, Andrew Santino, and Sam Morell. All there, live, ready to rock. There is a second show that is going to be announced. That first one was at 8 p.m. The second one's at 10.30. Both of them will pack out, so come get weird. And then after that, we have... Uh, Bakersfield. Bakersfield. I'm very excited about that. We're going to the home of... Uh, uh, what's Bakersfield known for? Drugs. Like math, math and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's going to be available there. So go to that. Go to you, all these tickets are on samtriplee.com. Go check it out. Eddie Bravo, myself, XG. We're going to bring some killer shirts, dude. So come hang out. And then uh, Cobbs, we're coming, Cobbs. Cobbs, we are coming. September 13th, it is Cobbs. And it's going to be Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night. We're returning to the scene of the crime. It was the big show to let us know we were on to something. We're going to be back in San Francisco where you got to make at least 100 grand to be homeless. All right? I mean, we're going to be there. Have you ever been to San Francisco? 
Did we lose Sloan? She's calling back. I love oh Sloan. You guys disappeared. I was like, uh oh, what happened? Don't worry about Sloan. We just got a couple more things. Hold on, then we're gonna bring you yeah. in. Listen, sorry. Be- it's okay. You're wonderful. I love you. Bet the aside. Bet the aside for all your bet needs. Go to bet the aside. Use the promo code HAT100, and they will double any deposit you have up to five hundred dollars. How great is that, man? And you make those bets. UFC, boxing, uh, female soccer, if you're the one of the four people that still watch <laughs> that. Uh, you name it, you get it. You can make it all bet there. They are helping grow the show. There's a lot of big stuff going on at Tinfoil Hat, and these sponsors are a big part of it. So if you skip over these ads, you're not being very kind to the show. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell because we'll give you notifications. But hit the subscribe button, man. Be part of the family. And if you really want to help out, go to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash hat. I'm loading up about three hours a week onto that page. Three hours. You guys complain about how long these shows are? You can get another three hours on the Patreon. $5. Make your holler special. You get 328 things Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right, right off the, the bat. Right in there, dude. Right in there. And if you want to watch my special for free, both of them, go to samtriplee.com. Final pitch. Go check out our good friends. Go check out tinfoilhattshirts.com for all your t-shirts. It's a great way to sponsor the show. Go to bettdsi.com. Go to abx.com. Oh, yeah. I forgot to use the promo code for you guys. Go to abx.org and use the promo code... God, chaos. I forgot that to the last one. Use the promo code chaos. Use it. Love it. Rock it. Damn. Get, Damn. Damn. Get a discount on the best shit out there. Best shit. Vape pens that look like vibrators. You name it. <laughs> it's there. Guys, we got a great show for you. Oh, yeah. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, what else am I on? I'm on. Uh, uh, CW. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. God, there's so much to talk about. CW. Go to C- the CW. August 14th is the no August 13th is the brand new show Mysteries Decoded okay hosted by my good friend Jennifer what they I forget Jennifer White Jennifer no you're dude that's a porn star <laughs> what is wrong with you but go there it's, it's Jennifer Marshall Jennifer there Marshall you <laughs> thank you thank you voice of reason this guy's yelling out porn star names on my Christian podcast um <laughs> Okay, so we got we got uh, mysteries decoded. Uh, I'm on the 27th. Go to CW. The 27th mystery decoded. I'm talking Montauk Project. Come get weird. Tuesdays at nine. Tuesdays at nine. Everybody's excited about it. What else? We hit everything. I think we got everything, dude. But again, use the promo code Chaos for ABX.org. Uh, that's it, man. So let's get into it, man. Very excited. I love these shows. Yes. So what? We can talk Hillary Clinton's pedophile stuff. We can talk, uh, you know, <laughs> all sorts of weird shit, man. We talk lizard people all day. But I love the I love the 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 other realms, the dimensions, the the ability to connect with other people. I've always loved this. We're proud to have her on. She's a celebrity psychic. She's going to tell us everything she's going on. Please welcome to the show. The lovely talent just rolled out of bed looking like this. She didn't even know we were going to be on video. I'm in bed. You are in bed <laughs> rolling. You rolled I'm out of bed, rolled back into bed. Please welcome Sloan <laughs> Bella. How are you, Sloan? 
Hi, I'm good, thanks. Sorry, you guys. I Don't ever apologize. I got so messed up on my time that I was laughing. I was like, oh, I got to do something. So Sloan, I, that's why I was late. <laughs> can I be honest? Is Sloan your real name? Is Sloan Bella your real name? It, it really is. I was adopted. So uh, my birth mother named me. I spent a year in an orphanage or a child home or whatever, a baby broking house <laughs> till I got adopted. And my name was Sloan. She named me. Yes. And I married the last name Bella. So my married last name is Bella. But Sloan is what she named me without an E. No E. If you name your kid, if your name is Sloan Bella, you got to do something pretty extraordinary. You can't work at like Burger King at a drive-thru. Okay, go hi, Sloan Bella. Welcome to Burger King. What's that? Starbucks. Starbucks might, but definitely not Burger King. No. You, you are bound <laughs> to do extraordinary things. You are a psychic. What, what, what does psychic mean? What does being psychic mean? Okay, well, that's a good question, actually, because we're all taught so many different things by the media about what a psychic is. And a psychic really means, okay, it depends how your ability works. Those are called the clairs. So clairsentient, clairvoyance, clear sight, clear hearing, clear feeling. It just means to get impressions externally and to draw information from those expressions. And people can have it in different ways. Like clairvoyance, I see something and I try to put it together. So it's an intuition that goes beyond normal intuition. It's an ability, actually, is what it is. And it's set up by the way the body's DNA is structured. So it's like being really tall and agile and being able to play basketball or having artistic hands and being able to draw. It's the same kind of thing. It's a, an ability you're born with. When we, uh, I, I've been studying, you know, the, I've, been, I've always been into consp- what we call conspiracy theories. Conspiracy, I call it right. psychic I call it spiritual skepticism. Uh, this show is a history show. Uh, but mm-hmm. what, what we've learned on this is like, especially in ki- children, there is something that their their psychic ability is, people's psychic ability is strongest when they're children. Do you, have you learned that? Is that true? Am I off oh, on it's, it's No, you're not off. You're a thousand percent correct. The reason that is, is when we are born, we're new on the planet, like we're brand new. We're like a new car. We have new car smell. We're really new. And therefore we haven't been conditioned by societal norms to stop discussing what we know to be true. We are spirit beings. We only come here for like 70, 80, 90 years. We are spirit beings. And therefore we, we, we know the other side when we're born. And I noticed it with my oldest son, when he was two, he used to tell me things about who I was in a past life, leaving his body. He was two. I wasn't telling him this. I was just taking him to his little preschool group and taking him swimming. You know, I wasn't doing any psychic stuff. He knew it very well. But as we get older, people say, no, what is in front of us is all that exists. And that's not true. That is through programming uh, yep. stuff that kind of hardens your Pineal gland, right? I mean, that has, yes. yeah, something that's like that. something Pineal. to do with it. Yeah. Did you say penile? Dude, well, well, I, I, I just sorry. welcome to the, uh, the show that the number one show for butchering every word possible. Yeah. I mean, no, for a guy, I did it once on a video, I said penile gland. What's it, I'm like, oh, how do you shit, pronounce it? Wrong. Huh? How do you pronounce it? 
It's uh, uh, pineal gland. Pineal, pineal not penile, yeah. but pineal. Yeah, okay. right, but I like penile. Uh, I, we know you do. We know you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You're a grown-ass woman. You're allowed to like whatever you like. So listen. Absolutely. Um, now, you have uh, you listed a couple of different kinds. How many different types of psychics are there? Oh, well, there's many different kinds of psychics, actually. Uh, it, it, how a person uses their psychic ability depends on how their body responds to things at the time. So if when you're a little kid, you are, um, very visually oriented, then you're going to have clairvoyance probably stronger. I always had clairaudience because I'm a talker. So things would come out of my mouth that I would just say that were clear uh, audience things that means to speak so i predominantly work from the throat chakra that's my natural inclination is to speak so uh, it depends but there's there's many different kinds some people are empathic which is clairsentient um there's people who see colors and not and not or not are sorry not are colors there's people that see just the colors in the world around you there's people uh, there's people that get impressions just for no reason. They just know something, which is claircognizance. I can never say that right. So there, I just butchered that myself. There's all kinds of things that, you know, there's people that just go on hunches. You hear gamblers all the time. They have hunches. Those are psychic things. They get hunches. It's not a hunch. It's a information coming to them. However, their body reads it. Wow. So it really depends on how the spirit is going to speak to you, how the energy is going to come through to you and how you receive information. Are you quiet and shy, shy and do you just feel things and then respond by not speaking or do you speak first, you know, or do you see how are you as a person? That's how it will come through for you. For sure. For sure. I have a cousin of mine. Frankie, who's the closest thing to Buddha we have on this planet in terms of his spirituality, awesome. not his body shape. But he is, uh, <laughs> if you could, you could take anything, you could put it in his hand, he could tell you the history of that, where it came from, where it's travels and all that. What kind of psychic nice. is that? That's psychometry. That's psychometry because everything that we touch, and if you touch a door handle, it retains energy of the hundreds of people walking through the mall door, the bathroom door, the restaurant door. So he that's psychometry. So he's actually reading the history of the object. When they talk about things that are like haunted objects, haunted places, that's what he's doing. He's actually doing that. So that's that's what he's reading. So it's psychometry. Some psychics use that. That's how they work. That's how they've gotten used to working. That's how they tap into the information. It's really about being able to tap into the information so it's about about being able to access it in the best way that you can to get the correct information that's how he does it oh i love that now now um what is the biggest misunderstanding of, about psychics out there like what do what do people get wrong about psychics that you believe like is just a misconception oh um well first of all there's, I could go two ways with that. <laughs> I could go 25 ways with that. But I some like that. psychics are, are not. Uh-huh. What, go on, sorry. Some psychics are not really psychic. So they say they're psychic. What are you guys laughing at? Nothing. What are you, nothing. What nothing. are you seeing? Nothing. No, you're doing fine. I'm trying to make this a good set. But you're I doing can't. great. No, you're, you're good. You're, you're great. a stunning individual. Keep going. We love you. <laughs> 
I can't make this a good set. You You're can. sitting on a diaper box on my bed. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I love that you have diaper boxes. Keep going. I love it. Yeah. Um, it was for a baby's birthday. Anyway. You don't have to explain story, to me. I prefer uh, my own story. But go no, on. The, the biggest misconception about psychics, in my opinion, that does us damage is nine out of ten psychics that we see on TV are full of shit. And I'm saying that right there because they are scripted into how they present psychic ability. So when clients watch a TV show and they come to you for a reading, they expect us to speak like the psychics on the TV show, and that's already scripted, and they already know what they're saying, and that's not how it works. Well, That's a problem. <laughs> I also find, like, dealing in the realm of conspiracies, right? Whenever you say right. that there is, th- this is going to happen. You present yes. this by this date or around this date, this is going to happen yeah. within the world of conspiracy. As there's so many people trying to push dark to light, there are people yeah. trying to push darkness to darker. So there are yeah. forces out there that are working to conspire that these things don't come out. With When you make a prediction, and in a psychic prediction, mm-hmm. uh, there are forces out there that could easily knock that off. The, the rail, uh, the, the timeline that you have created. Um, do you find it Absolutely. hard to do that? Do you, like, is it, are you cautious about giving a date, uh, a timeline when you do a psychic reading or you make a psychic prediction? Do you make psychic predictions? That's a good I knew you were going to ask that. I'm laughing. <laughs> I try to make, with my clients, I pick up information. That's one-on-one things where I'm dealing with them, which I think is more of an, intimate way of speaking and I really get the feel for it. Um, When I'm doing world events, I talk more around the event and by a certain time. So I will give myself a three, four or five month um, barrier with which to give the prediction. So I will say, you know, midway through 2020, this is what to expect. Um, I'm not going to say like on November 20th, you know, I, I've predicted that in my own head with certain things within my family, like by this date, this will happen. And I found that I've been like two weeks off. So I try to more give the the general area of the prediction, but there's certain things I see, like there are certain things going on and I can go, you know, uh, like next year, 2020 from basically October through till January, this world is going to be upside down and i guess that coincides with the next election but i'm coinciding it with dark going to light because it's a spiritual war so information yeah that's what's going to happen but i'm giving it that four month window i don't want to say exactly on you know november 15th everybody's going to go crazy and this is going to give them you can give people six months and they'd still if it went six months in one day they'll be like oh i like it and you said that people are looking for a reason not to believe they're not going to believe there's nothing you could do exactly. about that. You can only give information to those who are seeking it. It's basically like you can take, you can, you know, help a horse to water. You can't make it drink. What did you first realize that you well, had? I got a question for her. Have you ever been right on the ball? Like where you predicted something on that day? And I know you didn't tell no one, but where you were like, whoa, I was, that was perfect. I, well, I have predicted stuff. I predicted stuff publicly actually. And I can't remember what it is. It had something to do with the George Bush election at the time before he ran, honest to God. And I told a bunch of people, um, there's been family members passings, which I predicted. It's been 
dead. No, it's been dead on to the point where I mentioned to the person they were going to pass on the day they passed. Whoa, and they did pass. I don't even don't. Um, I don't even want no one. I'm going to die. Dude, I don't. I know we're not related. I, I just don't. No, even. Psychics don't see that like that unless unless. Mm. What are you Unless getting a vision some, right now? Or you you need to tell the person at that time. And it's happened only twice to me in my life. That's got to be a rough moment, though. It's like, I mean, what do you, what was, do you that do was right there? That was devastating. Um, that was devastating. And it actually pissed me off that they didn't listen. Like, I was pissed off. So um, hold on. But are I will you... tell you a great prediction I got, the best one I've ever had in my life. You want to hear that one? Well, hold on, hold on, because I don't. I got. I got this whole thing I want to talk about. I want to. I have Absolutely. a whole series of stuff, so I don't want to jump the gun. Even though the Mexican over here jumped the gun a little bit, but that's fine. <laughs> that's not his fault. Oh, yeah, he is Mexican. All right, trust me on whatever. That one. Um, when you, I'm sorry, California is Mexican. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah. hey, I'm hey dude, I love Mexicans, man. You're taking that as negative. <laughs> I love them. The more, the merrier. I say. When did you first realize you were psychic? Uh, that's a good question. I uh, never knew I wasn't. In other words, it's the way I see the world. So when people told me to be quiet, to shut up, that was usually what I heard as a kid. Uh, it it didn't phase me because I was like, what do you mean? Why would I close my eyes? It would be like you saying to me, don't use your hands. Why am I not going to use my hands? It's how I speak. So this was just something I always knew. I never thought anything of it. In fact, I was shocked to find out other people didn't have it. So there wasn't a knowing. It's always the way I've seen. So I didn't think it was unusual. I just thought it was me. Okay. So uh, do you remember the first time you had a psychic, like that first moment that you were like, oh, I mean, you were always remember, but do you remember the first big one? Well, my conscious memory, I mean, I don't remember before the age of two, so I can't tell you that. There are psychics that do remember that. But I remember um, being probably four and having a lady show up in my bedroom, a dead lady or a spirit lady. And she told me to basically go and wake up my father. So I did. And she told me to say that it was his mother. Now, keep in mind, I never met the woman. I was adopted into that family. I never saw a picture of her because she died when my dad was young, like way, way young. I think by 20 or something, maybe a teenager or 20. And so I woke him up and said that, and I described what I was seeing. And so that began my nightly waking him up all through from about age four to 10 with these messages, to which at the point I was 10, he was thoroughly fed up with me waking him up. Did he ever but go, hold my messages, hold my messages, <laughs> daddy's sleeping, take notes, hand it to me. You got to read it like the secretary at 10.05. I got a call from your uncle. He says, stop doing <laughs> yeah. weird stuff, right? No, um, actually, they took me to the shrink. So I started oh. going to the shrink when I was about four and a half, five, six, seven. They thought I well, because I was adopted. So it was seen as basically she's and the word was defective. It wasn't mentally ill. It was like there's something oh wrong my with her. God, really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I and, flunked first grade and I, I was like, oh, I bet you my parents are going to looking for the receipt to see if they get store credit on me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, no, I was sure they were going to give me back. So my childhood was spent like thinking. I was, I, well, it was basically told to me that I was going to be given, that, that was a topic of conversation. So they were not 
pleased with that. So I was at the psychiatrist quite a bit. Thank God nobody put me on psych meds. Thank God, because my mother did not like medicating children. And I'm so grateful for that. That was awesome. Because clearly, when you say you hear voices, people, people screw with you. Even when you have kids, and you know, you're in a fight with a husband or a wife, and you're psychic, they will say people are going to think you're crazy when your kids are little, and you become paranoid. So you have to toe the line. Yeah, it's not. It's like, for me, when my kids were little, that was that was a fear. Because if someone doesn't like you or they're intimately mad at you for whatever reason, they will use this because it sounds crazy. You talk crazy. You say crazy things. People, you know, so they'll call you mentally ill. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I I, I mean, I'm a spiritual skeptic. (laughs) But my mother, my girlfriend, both hate it. They like they hate it. They hate it. They, I have people I don't even know that are like, thank you so much for everything you do. The people within my own circles are like, you're going nuts. And I'm like, I'm, I'm the most sane I've ever been in you're my not. life. I just see stuff that you refuse. I go, I go, I, go to my, I had that conversation with my girlfriend today. I'm like, where was I wrong? Where was I wrong? Tell me what. And she can't come up with anything. Every, but she'll take Rachel Maddow, who she's never met in her life, and take her word over the guy who pays for everything. I pay okay, for listen. everything. It just makes no sense. So I understand what you're going for. Yes. Now, well, here's the thing. Your girlfriend, and I'm sure she's darling cute, so I'm not picking on her. But your girlfriend is brainwashed by Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow's that lovely lesbian just has her hooks into my girlfriend. and she It's like two years of lying about Russiagate and boom, you're still going. You have Stockholm Syndrome, I told her. You're, you're defending. What is that, Russia? What do they keep saying that? Why do they say this? I know. You know what I do? Here's what I do. Here's what you should say. You're entitled to your opinion and I'm entitled to mine. And then don't say it to her anymore. I just. And I, when you. Yeah, that's what you say. And when it's right, here's what you do. Is flip them off. I know. I just can't talk to people about this because I'm just like, <laughs> it's just like, no, that's not what happened. And then they flip out. And then, of course, they go Google it. And then I, they, I'm right there. And then they discount that. So I'm right. Google's <laughs> wrong. Everybody posting's wrong. And you. It's the weirdest thing because. <laughs> I'm sure this is in the psychic world where you will state something and then people who've done no research or any investigation will instantly have a PhD in whatever you're discussing and will tell you that you're completely wrong uh, under with no kind of any research or knowledge, just pure emotional reactions and which is a doctrine in stupid. Terrible. It happens all the well, time. Well, that's what Google here's does. Here's my answer for the psychic skeptics out there. What I say to them, and it was actually my husband that told me this because he's the one that went to Catholic school for years. I didn't. So, um, but he, he told me basically in the Bible, it's the one I use, the three wise men. Okay. So those are three men of wisdom where they get their knowledge from. We don't know. Followed the North Star. That's astrology. On the advice of a prophet, medieval term for psychic. It's in your guy's Bible. That's what I say. I'm like, why y'all going to church if it's all crap? What are you doing? What are you doing in the church? You talk to God? What are you following? What are you doing? I couldn't agree more. It's so funny. If like in the year (laughs) two, you heard voices, it was a voice from God. Everyone's like, oh yeah, you're you're special. You're a prophet. (laughs) Now he's like, oh, you're a crazy person. 
<laughs> I know you're, but you know it, what it teaches you, like it teaches you, it teaches you to be strong in your belief and your foundation and those people screw them, screw them. Really? Seriously. Who cares? Call me. I've, I've gone into, you know, this you're, you're in Cali, you're in Burbank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Okay. So you've been to meetings at networks. The way I used to introduce myself is, you know, hi, I'm Sloan Bella. I'm batshit crazy. Now can we get to business? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'm going to take it away from you. I'm going to take control of it. And once I speak smartly, then we can get over this. I'm crazy. Yeah. And, and we like, can move on. Listen, dude, anybody who ever did anything great is crazy. I mean, like, that's what always <laughs> happens. Well, everything is started by outlaws. Outlaws start everything exactly. because they can't exactly. do anything else. And then what happens when all the outlaws work so hard and they build this up to a profitable business, in come the bean counters, the nerds, and they take it over <laughs> and then they change everything that made it great. So it's safe and nobody's feelings get hurt. And that's not exactly. life. Oh, oh are... my God. That's like these psychics saying we're tested. I don't want to be fucking tested. Pardon my language. I don't even know. Sorry. I don't want to be tested. You can swear all you want. This... Okay, great. Because that's my favorite word on the planet. Yeah. Sorry. It should, um, the I know. Word then fuck they're like, you're not, not spiritual be... if you swear. The word fuck should not be a Is swear word. It's not. It should not be a swear word. It just should not be a swear no, word. Just it's wait. It's going to become. No, dude, it's you know what's going to become a not swear word? That cuck. The word cuck is going to become a swear word. It's going to become, a, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's going to be like beta dudes. It's going to be their racial slur, the word cuck. It's, it's just, everyone's got to have a word that gets them upset. But back to Let's the go. psychic realm. Crime fighting. Uh, I Growing up, I always would hear how as a last result or, a, you know, a murder is just gone cold case. A psychic would show up and give them some insight uh, into where maybe or, or or a little insight to what happened. Mm -hmm. do, it, it does, do we see that playing out today? It does happen behind the scenes. It happens quite a bit, actually. I have private clients that work for LAPD that deal with gang homicide and they will bring me like six pictures of gang members or whatever. And they will ask me, you know, who do I think did it or who, whatever that's in, in my one-on-one -on -one clients, but they do definitely work behind the scenes. Um, I haven't seen too much. Like I get my own feelings for things, but I think it depends on the person that was murdered and the energy around it, because understand when somebody's murdered, there's an opposing energy trying to block it. So it will get the information will get out. Like um, I just did a video oh, a year ago about on John Bonet Ramsey and they just busted the person I said they would bust. I didn't I don't think he's the only one involved, but the photographer. So that's what she was showing me at the time of the reading last January. I mean, she's dead. We know this. But I mean, when I was doing my reading, hold on, who my is YouTube she? video. Who is she? Oh, John Bonet Ramsey. Hold on. John, John Bonet. Lil John Bonet. What when you <laughs> say she was telling you, what what exactly did you say? What were you saying happened? Okay. Well, when I asked her to come through to me, so I thought I would do a YouTube on my channel, a YouTube reading about what happened to John Bonet Ramsey. I never looked into it. I mean, I know the case, obviously. But when when she died, my kids were little and I couldn't, you know, bear to even think of that or even go there in my head. She showed me her photographer doing pornography pictures with her 
and videos. That's what she showed me. Now, I did this video last January, uh, this year, either December or January, last year, December or January. Anyway, I got a bunch of emails that they busted that photographer, her childhood photographer, for taking pornographic videos of her. But that's what she was talking about with me when I did the video. When I say what? talking, I mean putting impressions in my head and allowing me to say them where I could really? decipher them. Oh my God, that's... And that just came out this, this month, sometime this month, where they arrested that photographer. You'd have to Google his name, Google. You'd have to look that. his name up. I don't, I don't know his name offhand, but she showed me her, her pageant photographer being involved in child porn and snuff films yep, and taking totally video right. of her. You're totally right. I can't, yeah, dude. But my video is dated last year or January, whichever. I can't remember, but it go. It's John one of the Bene first videos Ramsey's. I did. Princess Die and then John Benet Ramsey. So it's when I started actually doing videos on oh. that kind of thing. Oh my god, yeah, dude. And the snuff shit, it just pisses me off so. It should much. And like what? I, what's really upsetting about me? Uh, you know. I had Alex Jones on, and everybody can say whatever you want. He's yep. very kind to me, and uh, he came in. It was a gentleman, was very respectful. I had to check him a little bit at first because he, you know, he just he's a bull in China shop, you know. And sometimes you gotta be a matador, right? <laughs> but I checked right. him a little bit, and we started. We, you know, we would have this discussion. And the big thing he got in trouble with was the Sandy Hook and all that stuff. And not to get too <laughs> much into that. But what, what everybody's all mad at him, and it, he didn't even say it, but it's really what one of the guests said about how many children had died in that thing. And how everybody goes nuts when they hear somebody say that. Yet these same people are the first ones to dismiss Pedogate and all that oh. other stuff that just it's involving kids, but apparently these kids don't matter and they're just collateral damage and it's all crazy conspiracy stuff. But these other kids that it's, it's the biggest felony ever committed oh. by man. Oh, don't don't you know what? If there's anybody on this planet and I've been shoving it down people's throats. To the point that my probably family and friends are removing themselves from all my social media. No, I'm with you. I, I, my girlfriend now got to like, how long does my relationship last with my girlfriend if I block my girlfriend on social media? How long does this relationship last? <laughs> yeah, probably not long because oh. I, I'll just let you. <laughs> I know, not long. But you know what happens? These people... What they're not understanding, and I don't know if Alex Jones mentioned it or didn't mention it because I haven't really listened to a lot of his stuff recently, but what what they're not really mentioning, it's not just pedophilia. Like The way pedophilia is described in the media is like it's some sick man who's like lives with his mother in the basement who likes five-year-olds because he's demented or was abused. No, it's satanic ritual, and this is what they do in satanic ritual. People research it. If their Scientologist is a religion, Church of Satan just got its tax-exempt status in the past two months or three months or whatever it is. And if there's Catholicism, the biggest satanic church on the planet, don't kill me for saying that. Just no, we saying. love you. Um, but if, <laughs> if there's all of that, then and so you have to look up the Luciferian religion and understand the hierarchy of that of which L. Ron Hubbard was involved in, includes pedophilia and sodomy in particular in order to open up the body to get to 
the third eye in order to go through dimensionally. They don't know the research and they will not look it up, uh-huh. making them ignorant. And I cannot stand it. Are you saying Just that saying. these guys bugger these chids through their rectums <laughs> as a way yep. uh, to open up whose third eye? The kids <laughs> or theirs? <laughs> Sorry, no. I don't mean to laugh at no, graphic. No, listen, listen. There, if you go back into the into to the Indian religion, way way back, there's gurus or monks back in India, way in the 1700s, that talk about being closer to the God Source and the Crown Chakra, so the pineal gland, the third eye, through the act of sodomy. The reason that they actually call it Illuminati is because when this act takes place. And they believe in taking place between, you know, the age of zero and five for children. I'm sure there's adults that do this as well as far as the monks are concerned. The adults are doing this. But once they hit that kind of pain threshold, they actually flash into a different dimension. And they believe it opens them up and gives them information. That's actually a religious ritual minus the children going back thousands of years to open up your psychic ability. Well, a lot of what you're talking about with the satanic stuff is based upon wow. the worship of the black cube, the black cube of Saturn. It is, uh, yes. it is at the, at the, it is what they do is they take the characteristics of the black cube worship and they create something called Satanism. And Satanism mm-hmm. isn't real. And everybody, and, and it's a great quote, oh, the, the devil's biggest trick is to convince us he's not real. No, the, the biggest trick was the black cube of Saturn worshipers creating Satan so people stop looking at them. And it goes back to Kronos, the oldest of all gods. He's mm-hmm. the god of time. And how he was told that his children would take him out. So he ate his kids. And that's where we get to all that. Well, that that's where we're getting that right now. You're exactly right about that. That's... It, well, I'm sure you know David Icke, but that goes along yep. with the David Icke, you know, for years. He's been, shit, he's been saying this going back 30 years. And 30. he's right. And they just, and it's like, the problem with everybody is nobody keeps score. Everybody's a goldfish. The only thing that matters to them is what's in front of their face at that moment. They don't keep score in their head. I mean, my girlfriend can remember a slight I did to her in 2012 and constantly bring that up. But God forbid she remembers that Rachel Maddow's just straight up BS'd her for two years. Nope, on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next. And it just makes no sense. Well, that- they because they're being, they're first of all, what are you doing watching TV? There's that, right? Like, why are you watching TV in the first place? That's the first thing, because it's construed by two groups of people, Fox and NBC or whichever the opposing networks are all owned by the same people. So you will never get information. It's all monkey puppet games, puppeteering. It's always been that way. Look at War of the Worlds. Go back to the 1940s. Look at all of that. I used to I used to listen to the radio shows. It was all concocted to tell a story, which is great. Fine. But now there's an investment in money. Keep in mind. All of those entertainers are slaves. Look at Anderson Cooper. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but look at Anderson Cooper. Look at his mother. Look at her. She's a witch, which is fine if she was a good witch like Glenda, but she's not a good witch. She's a satanic witch. She's a priestess. That's what she is. Go look at his childhood. Look at his brother jumping off the balcony. Call that your firstborn son being sacrificed. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. Oh, Whoa. my 
God. God. I you know. dropped some truth <laughs> bombs right is. there. Well, just know you're like the girl from the Blind Melon video. You're the B girl, and you're uh, you found your friends <laughs> dancing in circles. So everything you're saying is. <laughs> Par for course. Don't think, you know, this is where you come to say. Everywhere else, you might want to keep to yourself here. Tee off. We want to hear all that stuff. Yeah, no, but that's, if you research Gloria Vanderbilt, you research, go look up her pictures, family pictures when Anderson was a baby in the house, and look at the artwork around. She's in, she's actually in her bed with her babies, right? It seems to be a theme. Look at the pictures in her bedroom. Look at the art on the wall. Read the art and look at the ritualistic art. It talks that if you know art. Again, look at John Podesta's art collection with his brother. Go ahead and tell me that's normal and that guy should be in my White House. Because if you think that, I don't want to talk to you. Well, dude, we haven't heard from his brother in a long time. Where's that guy at? I mean, like, people just be well, he's probably He's probably dead. I mean, really. Or if there is a God. Hiding. If there is a God. Um, so the word is that you at one point, you were, you were hired... To physically communicate with missing transgenders. Uh, why transgenders? Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> why? Why? No, um, I mean, the well, story's because, about why particularly transgenders. Because, well, because I worked at Children of the Night back in the day, way, way I back. Love that. Okay, I so love that. I don't think I had kids. Yet. I was pregnant, so 27 years, 28 years ago. And uh, Dr. Lois Lee, that she worked with under 18 and the majority of the kids in her shelter. Keep in mind, it was a transient shelter. It was not a long-term stay, but those kids were transgendered. So that is who I worked with. I mean, that she brought me in really kind of inventive so that I could be an authority figure to the kids without being an authority. No, I'm not a cop. I'm not a social worker. I'm a psychic. And they're interested in learning about themselves. So I was able to actually help them understand who they were from a psychic perspective and help guide them in an indirect way, in a positive way. But when the kids would go out to make their money, which is what they did, some would go missing. And so as a result, I was always called in to work with these kids and try to find them and try to determine if we could find them. Many of them were transgender. I mean, some were female, but the majority, like 87%, were transgender in the shelter at that time. Well, you know, I mean, it's just the truth. You know, this is conspiracy podcast, and I battle this all the time with this trans agenda that everybody just mm -hmm. goes so hard on. And it's just like, the truth of the matter is, and I say it all the time, the way white people get mad at how Hollywood depicts, in particular, white men as racist. Oh, totally. It's the same people that are pushing this quote-unquote transgender. There has been research in to, at the highest levels, the people behind it are rich, old, white guys making money off of hormone therapy. Most of the trans I know just want to live their lives. And when we talk trans, in particular transgender, we are talking <laughs> men who want to live uh, their lives as women and why people flip the fuck out about that. Mostly it's because women see it as a competition and men think that the blowjob's going to be good and they're scared <laughs> shitless. So they, like, they, yeah. they just don't know how to handle it. And that's really what we're talking about. And most of the trans I know, and I know a lot of trans, I don't know what that says mm -hmm. about me. Probably had a bad drug problem, went on some weird porn runs. But the point is this. Yeah. The, the point <laughs> is that, that the ones I know aren't talking about corrupting the youth, aren't talking about trying to take over. Most of them 
are just simply trying to live a life that doesn't involve having to sell their bodies at night in dangerous situations. So when we see these drag guys at these libraries with these kids laying on them, they're no different than when we've seen all these CIA or FBI uh, pawns Mm -hmm. who are used by these very dark, dark, dark entities to control a narrative. They're sellouts. And I, I hate to well, say that's it. that's exact. No, you're you're right. What that agenda about, though, is when you get these kids in the library, that ugly tranny with the skirt up, like, excuse me, nobody wants to see that. Nobody anyway. wants I got that. news for you. Like, they, no, no man wants to see me with my hairy legs and fat belly sticking out either. OK, so you know, or whatever. OK, but what that is, is that's the pedophile agenda because they're trying to put kids with men who are dressed as women to say it's safe and they're, they're getting younger and younger and they're drawing the sexual um, distinction between there is no distinction. That's what's going on. And most of my gay or transgender friends don't support that. Don't support. They think child it's abuse, ridiculous. And don't, 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 but they want, but what they want to do is LGBTQ. I, I'm never sure if I get that right. They want to put a P on the end for pedophilia. And I've been speaking out about that recently. I'm like, you cannot allow this. It cannot happen. But but I really want to make clear what we are talking about when we say they. Again, I talk. I oh, mean, the like, government. Yes, I think it's the government. The, the high ups, the, the people yes. who wants to fight with each other, the people who want straight people. Listen, man. If you were gay and you're trying to fight for equality, why would you do the one thing that Christians have been saying is going to happen all the time, which is the indoctrination of children into the gay lifestyle? That would be by far the dumbest move you can make. Now, if I was trying to get somebody to want to make people fight with each other, that's what I would do. And then I would get these idiots who for a dollar or a couple hundred bucks would go into a classroom or a a library and make take dumb fucking pictures with kids that would just set back your own people forever. It makes it even harder for them to get to where they want to go. This this drag kids, this stuff, this is Christian. That drag kid Desmond, that's child abuse. His mother should be slapped. That's child abuse. He's up there. The video I saw. He's basically dancing for gay men yeah. in a club, and they're giving him dollars. Do we, we call know that being a stripper? That's all I want to say. This we don't it's know wrong. where that video is taking place. It is presented as oh, a true. nightclub thing. That could be. I mean, like, dude, we've seen this happen before all the time. True. Where these these true. intelligence agencies and these dark arts people present shit as really happening, and in reality. It's not like, oh, you just happen to have a camera there and it just happened to get out to everybody. Really? True. Really? Yeah, no, you're you're <laughs> you're right about that. You are right about that. But when you're talking about the old white people, it's as you know, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds or whoever and whoever put whatever Lizard their name. <laughs> that well, yeah, that's what it is. And See, on a spiritual level, we we don't actually want to fight, but there is energies on this planet because it's so close to the vibration of what you want to call hell or a lower, denser vibration that they want to pull us down. Because if we actually can see what goes on in our own power, we won't tolerate it and the world will not exist the way it does. And I'm actually for that. I'm for complete anarchy and civil war against everybody until they raise the vibration and people understand their power. 
nine to five working wrong raising your kids in daycare and paying all this money they keep upping the prices so that no my kids can't buy a house kids you know what i'm saying like who can buy a house now really it's all it's all done on purpose it's all i I know listen man these lizards can't create they're psychopaths (laughs) exactly they can't create (laughs) They have to feed off our negative energy. And what people don't realize, and I, we say it all the time on the show, these false flags, they, they oh let you know where the power lays because they need our approval to do everything. Even in China where there's just these lockdown, when the people push back, mm-hmm. that government goes, okay, okay, we went too far. Let's, uh, but it's tiny, tiny incremental steps, and people don't want to look into that. And the truth is that people are very kind and loving, and which leads some of us Definitely. or a large group of us to be gullible, okay, and have mm-hmm. a little too much faith in those who have set us up. I do not believe man's natural thing is to commit war. I, it, it isn't. That's money. Come on. I think it's money, money empowered by alphas. These very, these crazy ass alphas. These guys with bigger psychopath lizard lizard brain part of their brains. Uh, these are the people who want the money and the power, and they need us. Well, you're you're talking about narcissists in society. Yes, okay, so yes. these are high operating if you lived with a narcissist in your life or you have one all they do is argue and cause chaos and then you end up fighting them and you don't even know why you're fighting them that's what they do they're narcissists and sociopaths and then we fight back thinking we're supposed to when really the key is to say go ahead blow the world up don't care because they won't do it because we are not giving them what they need which is the fighting but nobody understands that they're like fight them take and it's made up wars by the way it's all it is literally all made up. There, yeah, it's like it's literally made up. We're going to go bomb you because because why? And don't tell me with Osama bin Laden that it took them all the, that time to find a six foot seven man running around the desert because I am not buying. With it. A they could di- find me a dialysis machine with a dialysis machine. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Where is he hiding? Where is he hiding? He's shooting I mean, videos brought, out of a cave. Seven Eleven. They're coming after you. Where's his Wi-Fi? Where's this guy getting Wi-Fi in a cave? Oh, don't forget, we called the moon. <laughs> okay, you know that. Oh my God. Okay, that is the funniest thing because my father-in-law used to say that that was fake years ago. The moon landing. I can't quite get there yet. I'm still hoping it's real. I can't go there. Well, that's fine. We all have our one. Uh, my best friend in the world is a flat earther, I, and I respect him. I respect people who think it's flat. I respect people who think it's round. I respect people. Who, hey, you want to say we went to the moon? That's fine. I mean, if you're really looking into psychic ability, I mean, you look at the Montauk Project. Uh, yes, oh the, god, the yes. spies yes. are us, and we had a uh, we did a show on earlier. Uh, One eye or third eye spies. I mean, they've yeah. been using oh, oh, psychic abilities. 100%. Like, there's there's thought of like interdimensional time travel. That's how far they've gone, oh. and and maybe no, we don't they, travel to that space. Is, that exists. That exists. Aliens are dimensional. They do not come from other planets the way we think it does. They come dimensionally i've known as a psychic i know that when i leave my body because i do i out of body travel i understand that yeah i leave this ship behind and i go and where do you (laughs) go i go all kinds of places actually i started i've showed up in people when i was younger i showed up in like friends bedrooms talking to them in the middle of the night while i was in my house and they were in their house um 
I've actually seen things. People are always talking to me when I leave my body. I get people talking to me on the astral level and meaning the level outside of the physical realm. Okay. And, and that's where you get a lot of that gang stalking from. It's not actually like aliens talking to people. It's literally the government is on the astral level working it because they know how to do that. If you actually, if you actually want to leave your body, here's what you do. Literally before you go to bed, before you go to sleep, you, since we're in my bed, you lie down on your back. Love it. (laughs) Welcome to the mess of hell. This is where the magic happens. You lie down on your back and you let your eyes go out of focus right before you fall asleep. And you just stare at the ceiling and you should be able to raise yourself up out of your body, but it feels like airplane turbulence. So you'll be very aware of leaving the physical because our body expands out. Now, on the when I was a kid and I was a reader, I used to actually talk to the dead outside of my body. So I would fall asleep, so to speak, and step outside of myself, meet people, and then come back into myself. And that's when people thought I was really crazy and I did get locked up in an up. But it doesn't change the fact that it happened and the information of what I saw was what I saw. And I these people it. were dead and I didn't know them and I was able to describe it. So you can call me crazy, but anybody, if, if, if you have an ability, because we are attached by a soul to the physical body. So these government entities or reptilians or call them whatever you want, evil bastards, they're working with that energy and they block the rest of us from knowing it. Okay. So that's why psychics are crazy because they've taught us stuff that, that we're just, this is just your life, your skin, your watch, your car. BS. That's not true. It's not true. Oh, what is up is really down. That's why, and there's been this long game oh. con going on for Anytime. millenniums, uh, just like just lying to us about everything. Because if we knew what was going on, we'd realize that we don't need authority, we don't need government, we don't need anything. We have everything we want, and connecting with other human beings is what makes the magic happen. Now, you've said you've talked totally. to some some um, dead people. I want to get into some stuff that you're big into celebrities. uh, Celebrities love psychics. I mean, uh, I I grew up on hearing that Ronald Reagan brought, you know, psychics to the White House to help with that stuff. Um, Who who have you worked with? It was Nancy. It was was Nancy Reagan. And that psychic, um, there was one Henry somebody and there was another one, Barbara, but one of them lived around the corner from me. I heard she died a couple of years ago. She would have been older, obviously. But yeah, they they um, they absolutely call in psychics. Absolutely. You work with rock stars, I'm told, without getting into who they are. But uh, you work That's with right, rock heavy stars? metal. Love yes, metal, sir. dude. All day, every I've been just listening to Tool all day hmm. on Spotify. The but the home. point, yeah. Uh, uh, Every day. So they are working with you. you what, what do you do with these these rock stars? Well, some of them, um, it is the management teams and the spouses that call because they want to find out about business things that are being aligned. Other ones, it is addiction issues and when this person may get sober. Um, some of them are relationship issues. A lot of it is children, actually the children, their children. Um, you know, if the children are psychic, I'm off, I'm often hired to communicate, like to talk to the children about their abilities and their gifts and what they're feeling and things like this. 
other times it's straight out. Should I take this job? Should I work with this, this other collaborative person? Um, sometimes it's literally childhood stuff in the most serious sense, like childhood traumatic issues where they come in and they want to know why that happened and how it happened. It's just, it's all across the gamut. It's, it's, um, it's what I can tell you, my favorite, my favorite story. And this, this was absolutely crazy. My kids were little. I had this client slash friend. I'm actually a friend with her and she's a client as well. And she brought one of her girlfriends, this really tall um, Italian girl in for a reading, right? So they would come to my house after spin class. And the girl was literally a Victoria's Secrets model. She was really beautiful. And they would come and she would sit on my couch and she would eat her pizza. This is no joke. No joke. Okay. Like they come from spin class, eat pizza. And then I would give them both a reading, right? One at a time. Because I was just working from my little townhouse kitchen table. Anyway, this particular model wanted to... She had a boyfriend at the time and he was very wealthy, you know, billionaire, which you would expect from a model. And she was insistent she was going to marry him. And I'm like, nope, you're not going to marry him. Then she was dating. And I'll give you a hint. She was dating a man that does the Greek yogurt commercials and was called Uncle Jesse. Or is it Uncle Jesse? Do you know who I mean? Uncle um, anyway, Jesse. You know the actor Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Okay, so she was dating him after the billionaire and she's like, do you think I'll marry him? And it came out of my mouth. I literally, when she was sitting there and she's just in workout clothes. Okay. I don't even know who she is really. She's sitting there and I, I saw this action figure dance across her face in my head. Okay. Like a flash. And I said, no, you're going to marry an action figure. You're going to marry somebody like I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger action figure hero. What does that mean? Right? Yeah. So you know who she married? Who? Bruce Willis. Whoa. Yeah, she married Bruce Willis. And so when she started dating him, uh, Bruce called me. Well, she called me and said, do you want to meet my new boyfriend? I think it's who you're talking about. And so I went up to read them both at his house and she married him. And that's who it was. And that's a true story. And it was great. But I didn't see that it was Bruce. You think I would have seen it was Bruce. But I saw the action figure hero and I connected it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's how it worked to me. And I gave her the timing and I told her about the kids, but, but that's how it worked for me. It didn't come, the information didn't come through and say it's this person. It described the energy around the person. Did you ask Bruce if he thought Die Hard was a Christmas movie or not? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. Oh. But you know what I did say? I was, a, I was extremely rude. We were sitting, we were in his house, sitting at his kitchen table and so I was talking to his then fiance or then girlfriend. She wasn't a fiance and him. And we were having chicken wings at the time. <laughs> True I love story. It. I love and he it. had his feet up on the table and I looked at his shoes and it occurred to me that he's very wealthy and he was wearing the same shoes that my, my husband was wearing. And I just said, with all that money, you're wearing those ugly ass shoes. And it came out of my mouth. I was like, oops, I did not mean to say that, but he, but I mean, he just looked at me like, get out. Like, who are you? Yeah, I just, uh, get some nice really kicks. funny, but he's just a down to earth person is what it was. He's uh, just a normal guy. So you predicted uh, Ben Affleck and uh, JLo would break up. Okay. Was that really hard? I know. I know. Yeah. About, I'm just, I'm just trying to give you your props. You also, yeah. okay. Well, uh, well, 
What do you mean by you predicting? Because we're going to go, I mean, like most of your celebrities together, you're like, that's not going to last. There's too much temptation everywhere, right? You know, it's like, I just feel like if you date any celebrity, you're, it's just a clock because everybody wants them or there's everybody, they have so many yes men co-signing mm-hmm. their bullshit. That totally. it's eventually just eventually like you be they become a person to you. They're no longer celebrity person. They're your husband. They're your wife. And you your treat wife. them like a yeah. human being. And like you sometimes you got to check a human being. <laughs> and now you got these people who are like the minute they leave their house, they're treated like royalty. Everybody is trying to either get down their pants or get in their wallet. And it's just eventually it's just going to happen. Totally. Um, I think that that was just asked to me on a on a news show. You know, they just asked me. And so it was probably when they got married or when they got together. And I said, they're going to be broken up, which is which is true, of course. And that's why I said, is that really psychic? I'm like, no. <laughs> so you predicted Anna Nicole Smith's death as well. Oh, well, that that I, Anna Nicole Smith was a client of mine. OK, so. She came to me through um, her friend, Sandy, who was her hairdresser on her show. Okay, the, the redhead with the tattoos. And Sandy, of course, is a hairdresser. And we blondes, we love hairdressers. Anyway, that's how I know Sandy. She was the client of mine. She sent Anna to me when Anna's son died. Okay, so when Anna's son died, that's how Anna came to me as a client. And other people in Anna's circle had been clients of mine as well. What happened is when I started working with Anna... I did not understand it at the time, and it was really quite extraordinary, but I was talking to her, you know, every couple of weeks during that time. She would ask about her son. She would ask me questions, and I was in the process of living her death experience prior to her death happening. I didn't know I was connecting precognitively before she died to how she died. Here's what happened. So, Meanwhile, I'm talking to Anna and at night I would come home and probably two months into it, I think her son died in September and I think she died the following February when the baby, when the new baby, the baby girl was like six months old. That's what I remember. I think it was February. Anyway, um, I would come home and I would feel that I had like a big fat right leg. This is true. So I would say to my husband, it's my right leg swollen and he would look at it and he's like well it might be a little bit different and I'm like no it's humongous and he's like no and I said I've got an infection in my upper thigh this honestly went on for months so he would take a picture of me in my underwear of my right leg to show me that my leg was not big because I couldn't get it through my head I started walking out in the street and I would be with another girlfriend of mine we'd taken her to the doctor I literally stepped out onto Sunset Boulevard and she had to pull me from getting hit by a car She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm dead. They can't see me. I can just walk over there. And she's like, actually, you're not dead. And you need to stay on the sidewalk. You and she cussed me out. This was happening. So we get to Christmas Eve. This goes on and on and on and on. Okay, like every day I'm getting more and more obsessed. Christmas Eve, I'm wrapping my kids presents and I'm in my I'm literally this is the bedroom and I'm in my closet wrapping the presents. You know, the kids are asleep and I'm sneaking out all the presents. I walk by my bathroom mirror and I look in the mirror and I've got, I'm just a skull. I'm bones. That's what, what I'm seeing. Wow. No, that's what I see in the mirror. I start screaming. It's like two in the morning on Christmas morning. My husband comes upstairs. He's like, what is wrong with you? I'm, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. So it's not that. 
I said, oh my God, I can't see my face. I can't put my makeup on. I can't see my face. I don't have any skin. I'm, I don't have any skin. So he gets the camera. It's not a cell phone camera. He's actually using a real camera, right? Because we bought one to take pictures of my body that didn't exist. He took a picture of me. He said, look, I can see you on the camera. You're not dead. You're not a ghost. I can see you, right? So this goes on and goes on and goes on. I'm having nightmares about like trying to walk through traffic and walking through cars. And this is going on. So Anna dies on the morning that Anna dies. The moment she dies, I get the phone call from Sandy prior to the news. Okay. Sandy tells me, no, no joking you at the moment I picked the phone up on the car. I shouldn't have done that. I got into a car accident. I got T-boned car flipped over three times. All the shit's happening. Not even joking. Seven days, they hold Anna's body in the Bahamas. As you remember, remember there was a fight over the body and, yeah, and where yeah, it was going to yeah, go. Yeah. So, so, okay. So what had happened? I'm sorry. I'm totally over talking no. four years before that. Santa, Annie, and Anna and Sandy had broken up. They were kind of dating at the time. I just put it that way. And they stopped seeing each other. Okay. You know what I'm saying with that? She had a girlfriend and a boyfriend anyway. So Sandy and her stopped dating. And I said to Sandy, apparently, I don't remember it. I said, Anna's going to die, but you're going to be back in her life before she dies. So that happened four months before she died. Sandy came to me for a reading and I guess I told her again, she was going to die, but I forgot that I told her that. So, Sandy is in the Bahamas getting Anna ready for the funeral. Okay, she flew out there. She's the one that Anna said, dress the body, put my makeup on. On the morning of the funeral, when Sandy is doing the body, I get a phone call. I kid you not. Oh, my God. We can't have an open casket. I can't put the makeup on her face. The skin's fallen off her face. They didn't keep the body safe. I have to close the casket. I can't put her makeup on. She's all bones. That was the phone call I got. Oh, my God. God, I'm not, I'm not even joking you, but I didn't know I was talking about Anna because I was feeling it. No, I was feeling it. You see, I didn't know who I, I really didn't. I just was having these sensations. So I was living her death prior to it because it was already going to happen. That's the only way I could pick it up. It happened on the astral level. I talk a lot about that. It happens in spirit time long before it happens on earth. So psychics are picking up on what is already happening. And that did happen. And then she haunted our house. I had I had um inside edition in the house because Anna one Nicole of my producer friends your was house? here when she was haunting. Anna Nicole Smith haunted Sorry? your house? Oh, absolutely. She Whoa. locked my kids out of the bedroom when they were little. I swear. She kept shutting the door, shutting the door, locking us out. We didn't have keys. My youngest son had to keep climbing up and opening the door. I'm like climbing in through the window because I wasn't going to climb on the roof. And then it wasn't until it was for one month. And it wasn't until I typed out a letter to Sandy for Howard Stern and sent it to Sandy. And she sent it on to her, you know, to her people that she went away. My clients even saw her in the house. Clients came for readings and they said, I said nothing to them. They knew nothing of what I was going through. And they would say to me, I feel like Anna Nicole Smith is here. Why? <laughs> She why, was literally here. Why why do spirits haunt? Okay, some that's a really good question. Okay. So spirits on a whole, they're what happens is when some of them die, they can't believe how they're not really dead. They're still living, but they're living in spirit energy. So they're living on the other side, like we're living here. So it's like if you and I 
we're neighbors and we had a wall between us. Okay. So we're in a townhouse. We have a wall and I can hear you talking and you can hear me talking. And suddenly I put a hole in the wall and I realize you have a bedroom and I have a bedroom and you have a kitchen and I have a kitchen. So I want to come over to you and go, Oh my God, it's the same, but different. You're, you have green curtains. I have blue curtains. If they want to let us know that they're okay, like for real, like it's not a big deal. Other times, they don't know where they are because they have drug overdose, been murdered. Um, they've been shocked out of their body. Yeah, they've been. They're shocked and they don't know where they are, so, so they many, think you can hear them. Yeah, so and many they talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So many spirits end up from like some weird violent death, and it's almost Correct. like I've always felt like. And I want this will be. The, I'll ask you another question, but. It's like when you're you're leaving your body to be reabsorbed into the universe, and we'll discuss what you think happens there. But there's something that knocks it off, and it's not the transfer doesn't happen, and you're stuck in this netherworld. Exactly. And so if they think you can hear them, which understand they can recognize our body energy, so they can see if we can hear them. So I always give this example. Let's say you and I are driving to Vegas. And, and it's that dark freeway in the middle of the night and our car breaks down. Which house are we going to? The one with the light on or the one with that's dark? We're going to the light on. That's how they see our energy. They can see a lights on. So they're trying to get our attention. It doesn't mean we're going to open the door. It doesn't mean we're going to answer them, but they're trying to get our attention. That's what they're doing. So they will continue to try to do it. Other times they don't even know they're dead and they haunt a place. That's like your ghosts in England or that's in like a building. That's like Bruce Willis movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, you got it. I know. Right. Right. Do you know he turned down um, he turned down uh, the Patrick Swayze one ghost? He turned that down. Boy. He oh, up. my God. He could have used you then to tell him it was going to be a big movie. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> right. But I didn't know him. But oh. but anyway, Patrick Swayze was brilliant in that. Um, I really liked his energy. But in that movie, I see dead people, the sixth sense. What it is, is the boy on earth is trying to let that spirit know that he's actually been murdered and that because he, because the spirit can't handle it. He doesn't want that to happen. So his soul can't handle Sometimes when we die, um, long, long-term illness, cancer, um, drugs, all of that, and we can't uh, reconcile it, we have to be acclimated on the other side. So we do, in effect, go through a period of raising our energy to be able to respond as a dead person, but we're not really dead. So it's hard to explain, but they don't even know they're out of their physical body. And sometimes they're just there. Like when you overdose, that is not good. When people die on morphine, not good. Like in the hospital, I mean, like when they over morphine them, not good because you cross over high. So you're still in that energy vibration that's whoa, twisted. Whoa. So you're a high you ghost? I want to do that. Yes. That whoa. Like that's fun. I wouldn't mind being that's, coked yeah, out. That sounds like fun. I'd I'm, love to be coked out on the other side. Just be coked out party guy. You'd be lit the whole time. I'd be all, just getting all the female ghosts pregnant. Listen. Ooh. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, except they don't have bodies. You don't know that. Where I'm going, they do. Uh, I'm getting where all <laughs> yeah. the hot chicks who die young go. Um, so, so I want to get into two more things because we're coming towards an end. Um, uh, uh, now, 
You were guided by Jimi Hendrix to help runaways and children of the streets. <laughs> Is that okay, true? Okay, that sounds crazy. I know. That's true. Not on this show. Um, it doesn't sound crazy. It sounds perfect. Okay, so what happened is I was a kid, obviously. I did not know Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I wasn't even familiar with his music. This is when I was about 12, okay? I'm in my mid, I'll be 53. So this is like in 79, whatever. Okay, right. So I was born in 66. Anyway, Jimi Hendrix died, I think, in 72, 74, something in the early 70s. So I was not familiar with his music. I was listening just at that time to Queen and the Bay City Rollers. Do not laugh at me. Anyway, that's what I was doing. <laughs> if you know that band, Google it. Whatever. Scottish band. All right. So I was listening to them and I had no idea. And he started appearing to me. So I thought he was just this black dude, seriously, who was like appearing to me. No joke. Jump ahead to it was actually 1981. So I was just turned 14. That's or that point. I ran away from home. I became a street kid. Okay. So I literally walked out of my house and never went back. I've never gone back. And so I started to see him all the time in that instance, but I recognized him from when I was younger. I did not know who he was till I was like 16. Till So I described him. He would, he would write music for me. I would hear music and I'm not a musician in any sense of the word. And I would tell people about him and nobody knew who it was. And then when I was 16, somebody said, that sounds like Jimi Hendrix and took me to a band, um, um, you know, a cover band that did Jimi Hendrix with a guy that looked like Jimi Hendrix. And I'm like, that's the guy, except it wasn't the guy. So then he was very, very um, prominent. And I'm not the only street kid that saw him, by the way, but he was very, very prominent um, in if I would get into situations, I worked a lot in the strip clubs at that time <laughs> before Tracy Lords got busted and all of that. Okay. So without being too graphic about that, that's where I was. And in a lot of those you situations, you, I had opportunities and I would see him and there, he would say, you know, you just need to stick and do this. So I actually was saved in a way from what I chose to listen to. And I had no idea that he was a runaway kid, no idea and that he was a person that gave back to other runaways after he got out of the army. So I didn't know that, but that's what he did. So I assume that's what he was doing. Wow. I That's true. So hold on. So Jimi Hendrix told you to keep stripping or stop stripping? Not to go off with the people and not to sell drugs in there and not to try certain drugs and not to get involved because I would go and back in the day uh, in that, or that's in 81, 82. That's just the beginning of the raves after disco. So that was coming in. So I was all in that culture and it was, there was a big heroin culture back then. And so it was very easy and it wasn't, it wasn't shooting heroin. It was smoking heroin. So I was advised against all of that by this. Anytime I thought I'm going to do that, his impression would come into my head and I would be showing things and I'd be like, Oh yeah, I think I'll go get a soda <laughs> and wander off. Do you, uh, <laughs> that's what I... do you think that it's possible that a spirit could take the form of, uh, 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 something that they think you will accept? Like you were a young, hot, blonde, white girl. Maybe he thought you'd <laughs> like a, you know, a black entertainer at the time. You're feeling a little, ran you know, a little dangerous. Do you think that maybe? Oh, I like, get, I get where we're going. With that. Is, it, <laughs> is it maybe? He yeah, you, thought you that. could be right about that. Um, but 
No, I really felt it was him from the music he played. Honest to God. I, I really did. Like, it's like a doorway opened and I saw the music. And when I heard the music, I really recognized the music. So I recognized it as what he was doing, like what what I was seeing. I really felt it was him. So, but it's possible spirits can play tricks. I'm Keep sure that in mind, uh, that's a great way. To, like they say, when you die, that the archons look like your parents and your dead relatives, and they convince you to go back into light, which makes you reborn into this thing. If you're yes. into the Matrix and the yes. Tibetan Book Just of the Dead, no. on her on her show, no. I've seen a couple of, of her episodes, and she says that we get tricked into coming here. Yeah, that's what she's talking. That's yes. what we're that, talking about. That, the archons. So they're just. But it's like it's very interesting because it's like you're supposed to learn all the lessons here, and then I think you become one with the universe, you know. And I, I don't know, man. I guess if you don't learn any lessons, you get tricked. And I don't. I, I'm not sure how. I, we gotta oh, revisit they, that. I, I'm sorry. I keep. There's no, a little fine. bit of a delay. They trick us with the word karma. They they actually trick us. I don't actually think we understand karma. So what happens when we die? Let's say you've been, um, I don't know, some drinking womanizing man. You know, you left your kids. You got shame about that because your kids don't invite you to their wedding. They don't like you. Your ex-wife is trying to kill you all the time, all that shit. So when you die and you go over, they play on that guilt and shame. That's not actually what's supposed to happen. I mean, you're not supposed to go around treating people wrong, but I think because they add the guilt and shame, we then attach back here thinking we have to atone for it. And it's actually um, the Gnostics back in the day, the, the group of people in France that separated from the Catholic Church, they actually believed that that was said to us in order to keep us imprisoned on this planet. Mm -hmm. This is not the way spirit is. And I don't. people can say all they want. We are not meant to fight. I am not meant to live a miserable life where I have to leave home and experience that. There's nothing on my soul that is any good to do that. That's crap. That's what we're taught here to make us feel good about the shit we live through. BS. I mean, it's helpful now because I can help other people. But on a soul level, it's not even supposed to happen that way. We have come here and this, truthfully, we are in hell. That's what I'm saying. So the devil is real. We're living it. Okay. Think about that one. I like it. I'm going to ask our final question because we, uh, you're getting a little too close to the truth. And our, our handler over there is telling me I got to wrap it up. Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You were married to David Carradine at one point. Or, uh, or, uh, no, I wasn't. My friend was. Oh, your friend was. Friend okay. was. Well, yes. Not my me. My guy no. gave me uh, bad information. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? There was a lot of like talk about there was some stuff, maybe some shadiness going on with mafia stuff and all that. I mean, I oh, want you to speak on anything you don't feel time. comfortable about. I, I met I met his wife when they were divorcing. OK, the third wife, Marina Anderson. I met her. She came to me as a client when they were divorcing on the morning that he died. So I knew about it through her eyes as a divorced wife and then future friend of his. On the morning that he died, which I think was in Singapore or a different time zone, she got one of the calls. She called me. So I was on the phone with her for quite a while because she was beside herself distraught. She had actually felt he was going to die but because he'd married another wife and she didn't feel comfortable with this. And she felt like something was going to happen. But she didn't couldn't put it into words, never talked to him about it, obviously. Right. The, the fourth wife was a Scientologist. She just felt that something was going to happen. Right. So it was uncomfortable for her. 
but they weren't getting along so well and whatever. So when he died, she was flipped out. So I started to read the energy of that. And again, I typed out this long information to give her. She put it in her book. I don't even know what I said, but he showed me, this was in the month after he died. He showed me what went on with his family. I described certain incidents in his family of origin, which I won't get into, but they're on the abusive side to him as a child, okay? As a child in a sexual way, we'll put it that way. Come to find out a few months ago, I was researching his father for some reason, it popped into my head, and I do think it was murder. I do think it was murder, but it, they said his father was part of a satanic cult. That's what I was typing about without even understanding it when he died. It's been 10 years. So whatever I was writing down, he was describing. And it's actually documented that his father, and I forget, it's a Carradine last name, but I forget the first name of the father. The father was involved in this this ritual behavior. So, this yes. Dark art stuff. And yes. And, you know, this is right. kind of like, and we, I got, we got to wrap it up, but this is kind of like where we are now with, uh, I mean, I, I have, I have, ha- I've, I lost two friends to hangings, you know, uh, this over the last year, and you know, and then we've seen all these famous people. Wait, are who- you talking about uh, Isaac Cappy? No, I don't know. I, I never met Isaac Cappy. I had a friend of mine named Brody Stevens, and then another friend of mine, um, who Anna Land, who both, I, uh, both had passed away that way. But we'd seen Kate Spade, uh-huh. Anthony Bourdain, oh, murder. Murder. Uh, I, I, Chris think they, Cornell. I have videos on my YouTube. They tell me who killed them. And what? you should check Kate Spade's husband out, for God's sakes. I mean, please. Yeah, she has video. She has a couple videos okay. about that. Well, we got to have Bourdain a. We got to do another. We get, you live in LA. I need to get you in studio. <laughs> yes, just tell me. I'll come in. I'm right by her. I don't know why I'm you didn't come in. Uh, you should have came in. This would have been great. Uh, she is a wonderful I, human being who makes the world a better place. Um, she is a celebrity psychic. She is Sloan Bella. It's got the best name in the business. And, uh, Sloan, uh, why don't you tell us our listeners, uh, where they can find all your stuff? Okay. So actually you go to YouTube under Sloan Bella and my website, SloanBella.com and my Instagram Sloan Bella. <laughs> it's all on there. You're a G. I love it all. It was a wonderful cool. interview. We had a great time and uh Me too. We could we should do this again very soon, but you have to be in studio. Do it. I'll come in. You know, I'll come in. I'm 5 minutes. I'm in I'm right down the street. I'm in your neighborhood. I, I we got a couple I, I, people that we've done some psychic stuff with, spiritual realms and archon mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe we'll just have a they're all ladies, so we'll have a, a lady roundtable, yeah. and we'll have a nice conversation about uh, all that stuff. You are a G. You're a wonderful person. I appreciate all. I appreciate you spending a little an hour with us, telling us all about the stuff, and hopefully, totally. You do soon. Thank you, and sorry for being late, and sorry for being in my bed. But hey, hey, you gentlemen have been invited into the bedroom. Oh, I love it. You are. You're doing something right when Aaron gets scared. Okay, so we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. And everybody, thank you so much. Please hit the subscribe Thanks button. Thanks for having Please me. Please join us. Check me out on the CW, and we'll do it again soon. <laughs>